Test, test. Hi, this is Tova from Operation Tube Top, and it's another podcast, and boy, has it been a couple of crazy days that I can't wait to talk about. So if you've been kind of following along my dramatic Facebook um, entries or seen my Instagram or read my uh, Operation Tube Top blog, you would have uh, realized that my son went to school. For the first time, and um, you could say I was a little dramatic, but I think I was allowed to be dramatic. Um, so before I start talking about that, what I want to say is I want to thank everybody for listening to this podcast. As I said before, it's been a kind of a leap of faith to do something new and to put myself out there even more. I promise you there'll probably not be any video blogs until I look better. But for now, you just have to hear my voice or read my blog. So you're safe from that. For now, um, the podcast has been downloaded, or the podcasts have been downloaded over 300 times. So thank you so much. I have no idea how many people have actually listened to it because you can just press play and not download it. But because I'm so good at math, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of give it a lowball estimate that maybe a trillion people have listened to this podcast. So it's not kind of a big deal. I have no idea, but thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being supportive. Um, one friend said to me the other week, she's like, aren't you scared that people might be, um, jerking off when they listen to this? And I was like, well, I, I do now. (laughs) Thanks. So please don't touch yourself while you're listening to me (laughs) or do. I mean, I can't, I'm not there. I don't know what you're doing. Another friend, um, started listening to it a few days ago and she sent me a text and I know she's probably listening to this now. And she was like, oh, your voice, it's sexy, but I, it, it helps me fall asleep. And I was like, thanks. I'm your, your sleeping aid. I'm your Benadryl. Fantastic. So if you have the time, please share the podcast. Um, help your friends fight insomnia <laughs> or whatnot. Um, but I think I think she was trying to compliment me. I'm going to take that as a compliment. So anyway, I guess I'll get started to talk a little bit about um, Raphael and his school. So let's kind of backtrack to a few months ago. So actually, almost a year ago, we started kind of, um, what's it called, unmelding to kind of say, okay, he needs to go to special needs school. And I was kicking and screaming and being like, this is against the United Nations Human Rights Charter about special special needs schools and there should be integration. And um, yeah, that, that, that nobody listened to me. <laughs> um, getting used to it. But um, we went to one school originally in the 5th District and we met the guy who runs the special needs program there. And he seemed really lovely. And I, for some reason, we were on the list and then, you know, wrote him a few times and we didn't really know what was happening. And then we were sent to a school in the third district just a few months ago. And when we walked in to meet the woman who kind of organizes different districts and kids and where they'll need to go for special needs schools in Vienna, when we sat down, she was like, oh, um, well, we don't have any space in the school. And we were like, oh, okay, where would he go then? Because I feel like we, we felt like we had given them more than enough time to find them a, a place that's close to where we live. And, um, you know, we're talking and I mentioned that our son is um, getting therapy at home and I start to describe the type of therapy and she stops and she's like, are you a psychologist? And I was like, well, I didn't look like one. Um, and, but no, I was like, no, but I have a not-for-profit for autism here in Vienna. And she goes, oh, oh, wait, you're the one. And the husband beside me, like, in deep sigh, because he's thinking, oh, shit, what has she done now? What has Tova done? Because he's kind of used to this now. It's like he's kind of like, she's she's been outrageous. <laughs> she's said something. She somehow has made 
life more difficult because she's been outraged or upset or just inappropriate because she's had some wine. Um, and then kind of a minute afterwards, the principal of the school walks in to say to her, like, I'm going to a meeting. I'll be back in a couple of hours. She jumps out of her chair and goes running after him. And I was like, yeah, all right. Obviously, they're having an affair. <laughs> no. So then she comes back a couple minutes later with a big smile. And she's like, well, um, I just talked to the principal. And he says, there's space for your son. So welcome. And I was like, oh, oh, oh okay. Thanks. <laughs> How did that happen within a minute? But this is Vienna, and I guess this is how it works. And I'm not, I'm not going to question it. I'm glad that I could say to the husband, like, see, sometimes being a brat works. Um, she gave us a bit of a tour of the school a few months ago, and the school was very. It's been renovated. Looks great, and um, thank God we saw it when we did, because apparently a couple years ago, it looked like something out of a Dickens novel, and I had this one person write me and he was like and he's very like he works uh he's a therapist here in Vienna and he was like thank my told him which school he's like thank god you saw it renovated because you would have you would have lost your mind you would have been like absolutely not so thank goodness the school looks like it's been renovated it's super clean the thing that really struck me when I was at the uh, meeting besides being devastated because he was going to a special needs school and even though I know he has special needs it's still it's a milestone it's one of these things that it's still hard for parents who have a child with special needs to constantly um meet the next milestone this is a little bit of a segue so while I'm completely um <laughs> I'm at one with the fact that my child has autism I know he's nonverbal. I know he has special needs when we reach certain milestones as parents it's almost like the mourning period begins again and it's not that we're so worried about our child. Yeah, of course we're worried about our child, but it's more what we imagined our lives to be. So when I posted the other day about how it was very, I gave myself bangs to kind of distract myself from the fact that he was starting a special needs school. It's not the fact that he's starting a special needs school. It's the fact that I'm not getting the parent experience I thought I would get. And it's all about perspective, which I'll talk about later in this podcast, but it was really, you kind of feel like, it's it's ripping the band-aid off again or it's opening the wound again from everything you've gone through and it's one thing to say you know cheer up but it's it's hard and um other parents who have children with special needs will know exactly what i'm talking about in terms of the fact that you feel a little bit robbed of a certain experience and i adore my son i love him and i'm so proud of him but there are certain things that you kind of are like yeah it's kind of a, a, a punch to the gut and you're like, yeah, that's something that I'm not able to experience. I can't um, talk to him about his day. I don't get to think about what he's going to study and projects. And it's certain things like that, which kind of um, reopen that wound. So just, just so you know, <laughs> it, it's something that is, it's, it's difficult. And also what's really challenging, especially as he's nonverbal, him starting school, I don't know He's kind of defenseless. He can't tell me, oh, I was unhappy or the teacher said this and I can't be all like crazy um, ninja mom and being like, who let my kid? Uh, pity the foo. You know, like I can't go crazy on somebody because I don't know. I have to witness it. And as I said, like in the blog, um, I'm not above body cameras. <laughs> I, will, I will hunt people down. Anyway, so that's kind of just a, a side note when I talk about when you're a special needs mom and when it's a milestone that other parents are also going through. I mean, every parent goes through the fear of their kids starting school, but it's, it's heightened when 
you know that it's not going to be the the normal, the quote unquote normal experience. Um, yeah, that was a whole side note. So anyway, um, so we knew we were in the school and we knew there was going to be a bus system and we found out um, last week that the bus will be picking up at 640 in the morning. Now I'm a morning person, but I'm a morning person because I'm alone and I can drink my coffee and I know that the kid's going to keep sleeping. Um, so when I heard that, I was like, what, like, what are they doing? Are they stopping in Bratislava to pick up sex workers? Like, why is it so early? But I guess they have to pick up a few kids. There's also a lot of traffic. And, you know, this of course added to the concern. I was like getting him up at six, getting him ready. And then he has to spend 45 minutes on a bus. Is he going to lose his mind? So there was just a lot of pressure and I was sick over the weekend. I didn't know why I was sick and I'm still a little bit sick. I was sick because I internalize and I, I physically make myself ill. It's really, it's healthy. It's a healthy cycle. Um, so anyway, typically in Austria, when kids start school, regardless if it's a, um, a special needs school or just a regular school, it's only about an hour or two on the first day. So the tradition is kind of the parents dress up and the kids dress up. Uh, I didn't dress up. I kind of dressed like I was going to a Cure concert. I was all in black, super schleppy looking. It was more like I had to find something I could wear and feel like I'm protecting myself. It's probably psychologically quite obvious what I was doing. And I had my bangs and I was like very pale. And I was like, this is a good look. This makes me look like an earth mother. Um, also the tradition here is when kids start school, they get something called a tutu, which is like a cone. It's a cardboard cone filled with candy and maybe little games. And, um, the first graders kind of walk around with these huge cones of crap. And so we of course got one for the kid. And when we passed it to him, he was like, thanks for the cone of crap. Um, he wasn't too impressed. So anyway, um, yesterday he had to be at school by nine. So we actually got a taxi because there's no bus service on the first day. Um, thank God. And so we get the taxi. He's now a pro at taxis. He's like, what up? I'm an East upper East side kid, uh, crawls in, put the seatbelt on him and he's happy the whole way there. And we arrive and I'm just trying to keep it together. And the kid, I mean, he's amazing. Raphael's just absolutely incredible. He just kind of walks in like he owns the place. Um, there's a kid in front of us who's howling, just absolutely so upset to be going back to school. And I was like, Oh God, I hope the kid does not get affected by this. You know, you're, you're looking for anything that can set him off, but he was fine. We walked up a couple of flights of stairs. Um, teachers that were in the hallway were like, Oh, you go into that room. Cause they could probably see the fact that I was uh, about to pass out. So we walk into the classroom. There's two teachers there. There's already a couple of kids and their parents. And we kind of sit down in the circle. The, the classroom is huge and bright and there are windows all along one wall. And this is the thing that I think is so spectacular in Austria. There's a rule. I don't know if it applies to classrooms, but I'm assuming. Um, but there's a, there's a rule that at your workspace, you have to have access to daylight. So the cubicles that I know from Toronto would be illegal. So you, everybody gets a window. And I, I think that's a spectacular law. So way to go labor party. No, there's no labor party. Well, way to go union rights. Thank you for that. Anyway. So we sit down and Raphael immediately gets up and he starts kind of wandering around the classroom and I'm thinking, Oh, is he already failing, failing the class? And the teacher's like, no, no, let him, let him wander around. I'm like, okay. And then it's, you know, it fills up and there's only six kids, uh, in his, in the first year in the whole school and in his classroom and two are girls and four are boys. And they're all quite 
severely uh, disabled. And um, while the kid is uh, special needs, he doesn't have um, a mental disability. And so it's kind of, I think my big concern is the fact that he's not maybe going to be challenged because he's not going to be learning from other kids that are you know, neurotypical, which is kind of the term. But at the same time, I know that the attention is going to be fantastic. He's going to, there's going to be only six kids and two teachers. So we kind of sit around the circle and there's one little girl who she's fine at the beginning, but then she gets a little bit upset because it's overwhelming. But then she kind of flirts with Raphael a little bit. I'm like, that's okay. That's good. You guys flirted out. And then the other little girl is um, severely disabled. And I think she had had a heart condition. Lovely, lovely little girl. But um, it puts a lot of things in perspective because she, to know that she can never be independent. I don't know if my son will ever be independent. Um, but I know that he's grown so much and this little girl was so sweet. She was kind of waving to everybody. Her father was just this incredibly doting dad and he had brought his parents who are quite elderly who sat kind of on the sofa. And I was like, you know what? I'm incredible, incredibly grateful for our situation. And this is something that I always have to realize. You have to put your life in perspective. Um, would I like to have, um, better shoes? Yes. But in the grand scheme of things, Life is pretty great. And I can say that now because I've gotten through two days. Asked me yesterday and I would have been like, you can find me about to jump off a bridge. Um, but I'm grateful. I'm grateful for this bridge. Uh, anyway, so we kind of go around the circle and introducing ourselves. And the teacher seems very nice. Uh, I don't know how much she knows about autism. Um, but she seemed that she's been there for quite a while. And then at one point she goes, there's, there are two families there that are, are Turkish and both mothers are wearing headscarves. So, uh, they're, they're Muslim. And the teacher asks, this is important <laughs> to the story I'm telling. Um, the teacher says, so who here is Roman Catholic? And she's so sweet because she goes around the whole circle because she wants to include everybody. But you also know that she's like, I know you two aren't, <laughs> but I'm going to ask you anyway. And then one parent's like, well, we, we baptize our child, but we're not religious. Is there, there's a reason for this? And she's like, no, we do mass on Wednesdays. Just asking if you want to, if you want the kids to be included. And like the two families who are Roman Catholic were kind of like, yeah, no, it's fine. It's okay. <laughs> and they're just like that. Yeah. Good old public schools in Austria. They do mass. I actually, I honestly think that's, you know, not a problem. Austria technically is a Catholic country. Um, and, uh, I was talking to a friend of mine who actually works at a, a fully Catholic school here. And she was like, oh, I don't even think we do mass monthly, but they do do mass. And I was like, yeah, because it's a Catholic school. And she was like, oh, yeah. I was like, oh, my God. It's got the most Catholic name. Anyway, um, so that was quite funny. And then um, when we were going around and introducing ourselves, uh, the husband was like, you know, Raphael understands everything, but he doesn't speak. And then, of course, because I'm obnoxious, is like, and he understands both English and German. And then I add, because I'm Canadian. And I always do this, and it's really obnoxious, and I hate that I do this. <laughs> but I always say, oh, I'm Canadian. And I know that we have a really good reputation um, globally. So I think it's kind of like, I, I, I'm obviously a good person. And there were nods from other people like, oh, oh, okay. And then, of course, I added, because I can't stop myself. I'm like, but I yell at him in German. And everyone's like, <laughs> and I'm like, shut up. Shut up. What is wrong with you? not making friends and not influencing people. So, uh, the, the whole thing only lasted about 15 minutes. And, um, 
were the nerdy uh, family because they had given out a list a couple months ago of what you needed to bring in. And because it was the first day, nobody had really brought it in, but we did. We had we had the A5 um, school book, and we had extra clothes, and we had slippers, and everything was marked. And the teacher <laughs> says to um, the husband while he's showing the stuff, she's like, very good. And he was like, thank you. And I was like, oh, God, we're the nerdy family. But you know what? We're going to help this teacher as much as possible so she can help us, you know? This is how it works. And um, I will get more of her information and stalk her. And yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. I'm not going to, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to let her do what she does best, hopefully. Um, so after the uh, kind of the introduction, we're free to go home. So we walk into the classroom and of course there's an ele elevator across the room because it's a special needs school and there's kids with wheelchairs and the husband's like, should we, should we take it down? And I was like, are you kidding me? Like we can walk down the stairs and there's kids with wheelchairs behind us. And he was like, Oh yeah. I was like, yeah, no, we're fine. So we walk down the stairs and we call a taxi and head back home. And the kid's absolutely happy in his, um, what's it called in the taxi. And I'm going, I'm so proud of you. You're the best. You're amazing. Uh, over the top pageant mom. And he was really good. And of course I'm trying not to cry. And we get home, I sob a little bit in the other room, keep telling the kid how great he is, sob some more, it's very healthy. Um, about one, uh, the nanny came, and uh, he had therapy in the afternoon, so I had some uh, free time. I went to this place that just opened up, I think about a week ago, called The Cake Tree, and uh, the woman who owns it and runs it, she is Irish, and it's funny because we have a lot of friends in common and for some reason we've never crossed paths and we knew so many people. Um, and I don't know why we haven't met before. It's hilarious. Vienna is very small. The expat community, everybody kind of knows somebody in it. And I was like, how have we not met before? And, uh, anyway, so she wrote me, I'm getting off topic here. She wrote me about a week ago and she was like, Hi, I just opened up the cake tree and I'd like to collaborate with you for Autism in Vienna. Uh, maybe we can look into doing some kind of autism friendly hour. And I was like, oh my God, yes, this would be perfect. This is what I've been um, trying to set up with different places. Fantastic. And I said, well, I'll come by Monday afternoon. So I stopped by, had a coffee and we chatted and we had a really great time. And she's a friend that's helping her out there who got along with, uh, great as well. And it was just a really nice afternoon. And I was so emotionally fragile that I think I made some blowjob jokes because that's, that's me. It was great mom. Um, but we had a really, really fun time and I'm looking forward to starting this with her, uh, probably in October. So stay tuned for that. You can see, you'll see it on the autism Indiana page. And tomorrow when I'm not so emotionally drained, I'll be updating some more things on the autism Indiana page because we have a lot of stuff coming up this month. Um, after my meeting, uh, at the cake tree, and by the way, it's in the second district, totally check it out. The baked goods look incredible. There's also breakfast. She's open on the weekend and she has, she serves like breakfast with maple syrup. And of course being Canadian, I'm like, what, what, what kind of maple syrup are you using? Like, can you, can you show me? <laughs> and she shows me, I'm like, good made in Canada. We're fine. Um, it's a thing. We're, we're proud of it. It's our, it's our big thing. Um, that and hockey. So afterwards, uh, I met a friend, my, my, my dearest dear friend, um, at Cafe Guitar, which is our dive bar we hang out in, had some spritzers. Uh, I told her, I was like, I can't think about tomorrow morning. We can't talk about it or else I'm just going to be devastated and cry. 
uh, talked for a couple hours and then I headed home and, uh, Raphael was in a fantastic mood, gave him a bath. Uh, we ordered pizza cause I was eating my feelings and then I had a phone date with a really good friend. So we talked for about an hour and it's funny cause I hate talking on the phone. Like I literally, this is like the worst thing for me. I'm not a phone person. I will talk into a microphone, but talking on the phone is way hard. So she's pretty much the only person in the world I can talk on the phone with. Uh, I don't know why that's okay for me, but for some reason we, yeah, and we, we'll giggle, we'll just laugh for an hour and it'll feel like five minutes. So that was a lot of fun. And I miss her a lot. Um, so then after the phone call, I couldn't fall asleep. I had uh, insane insomnia and I spent most of the time worrying about nuclear warfare and then reading about how Angelina Jolie might end up with Brad Pitt again. I don't, I don't know. I was up really late and I knew I had to get up at six um, and then I finally fell asleep and then at two in the morning I woke up and I couldn't fall asleep for about three hours. So I shared a picture of a cat on Facebook and I'm a little bit worried I'm getting obsessed with cats, even though I'm not a cat person. Uh, this might be a form of, um, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Psychosis. Is that a word? Uh, I can't, I'm allergic to cats, but I feel like if I wasn't, I probably would have bought a cat or adopted a cat by now. Um, uh, because I feel like, why am I? sharing cat pictures. I don't know what's happening to me. So anyway, terrible night because I was panicking about this morning because this morning was going to be Raphael's first time on the bus that was going to pick him up on his own, um, cut the umbilical cord. And while he's been so good for three years in his kindergarten around the corner, this was going to be a huge step. And I had no, we had no idea how he was going to react to, uh, being, going into a bus and then being on his own without us. So woke up at six, getting him to wake up was hilarious. There's a lot of tickling and poking and turning the light and then bribing him with cookies because that's, that's good and healthy. I had to kind of change him, get him dressed while he was still half asleep. And then he kind of walked with his blanket to the living room and then lay down on the ground with the blanket around him. I was like, I know, kiddo, I know, but we were going to have to go downstairs. And he's really good about, you know, getting getting his shoes on. And so I was like, let's put on your shoes. And I'm trying not to sob uncontrollably. I'm like, it's going to be okay. It's going to be fine. Mommy loves you. And he's totally like, whatever lady, you're, you, you suck it up. So we, um, we walked down the steps cause we see that the bus is already outside. It's already, it's 10 minutes early. It's supposed to come at 6:40. And I'm like, I can't make a bad impression on the first time. We got to get outside. We walk downstairs. I'm clutching a box of fancy chocolates. And, uh, we walk up to the bus and there's a driver. And my big fear was that there was just going to be a driver. And then the kids in the back, obviously strapped in, but that was it. But there turns out there's a, there was a woman in the back who oversees the kids. So immediately I'm like, okay, that's good. I'm sizing her up, getting her details. I'm going to do a Google image search later. It'll be fine. <laughs> Make sure she's okay. Um, and the driver says hello and she's very friendly and nice. And there's already one kid in there. And, I, uh, I passed the chocolates to the driver and I was like, Oh, just a, you know, thank you. Just a thank you. And he was like, Oh, Oh, thanks. And I want to be like, yeah, there's more, there's more where that came from. You want cigarettes? You want whiskey? Look, can I get you? Can I, can I get you something? I mean, I, I'll wear a low top in the morning. I don't care. Like, what do you need? Take care of my child. And so, um, the thing that was so hard, I'm not going to cry. I, I've been crying all day, but when he, Raphael jumps into the bus, he's super excited. He's like, this is a big taxi he turns around and I think he realizes that we're not getting in the bus with him. 
and I'm not going to cry, even though I'm on the verge. Um, and he gave this look of kind of um, confusion and a little bit of sadness and maybe a little panic. And I was about to just throw myself on the fire pyre. Like, I was just like, I'm, I can't, I can't do this. I cannot let my little boy go on his own. And, um, he does get into the seat and the woman puts his seatbelt on and I'm just like, I'm about to lose it, but I can't cry in front of him. I can't be like, everything's fine. Mommy's just having a mental breakdown. Have a great day in a place you don't really know. Um, yeah, it was tough. And then he looked, he made a couple of noises and it's like a happy babble and looked out the window and I was like, okay, all right. And then they closed the van door, which again, I almost threw myself back into the van. I was like, this place is, this is not leaving. I'm going with my child. But I was like, no, I got to pull it together. And the husband, of course, stoic and fine. And they closed the door and then the van kind of backs up down the street and I lost it. I mean, just um, Sally Fields, not without my daughter. Like, I will never see my child. Was, I was a wreck. And... Um, I'm about to cry again, thinking about it. Just, it's, it's a hard thing. It's, it's hard because he's for the first time in a vehicle on his own. And the fact that he's going to a place he doesn't know. And I know that they've done this a million times and I have to trust. And this is a really hard thing is to trust professionals, uh, hopefully seemingly professional people and kind of think, all right, um, it's going to be okay. It's so easy, as I've said a million times, as especially a parent, to just want to protect your child nonstop. I mean, he's been bullied. People can be absolutely cruel. It's He can't defend himself. Um, so it's one of these things that it's just the hyper-protectiveness kicks in. But um, I was able to kind of get back into the apartment, sob up the steps. The husband's like, you're going to be okay. I was like, I don't think I will. I think I'm destroyed. Um, sat on the sofa, bald, wrote on Facebook, bald some more, got into like an internet discussion about working moms, bald some more. Um, husband went to work and originally I was going to like sleep a little bit because I'm going on so few hours of sleep, but I was like, no, I'm going to clutch the phone. I'm going to check the news. Um, I'm going to see if anything's happened. And for five hours, I just kind of sat there trying to distract myself. And, um, it was a rough morning and I'm still really raw. Um, not as much as before, but still raw. So, uh, they had said that he'd be back around 1145 or so this morning. So I was out there at 1120. <laughs> That's me. And I'm glad I was, because they were early and, uh, I, I kind of listened to a, um, murder podcast, but that's what a healthy mother does. And then the van pulls up and I'm just like, heart is beating. And I'm thinking, oh God, oh God, oh God, I hope he's okay. And, um, they open the door and it's two different people who are in charge of the bus this time. And I'm like, was it okay? Was he okay? Is he okay? How is that? And they're like, no, he was great. And then the guy unbuckles him and then like picks him up off the seat. I'm like, no, he, he could do it on his own. And I guess they don't know him. But as soon as like the doors open and little steps go down, Rafa goes oh, tearing out of the bus and they both went, Oh, and I was like, yeah, no, he's, he's physically, <laughs> don't you, he'll drive this bus if you want him to. I don't, I don't doubt that. Um, so I was like, everything was okay. And they're like, no, he was great. I was like, thank you. Thank you. Um, of course I am hugging my child and he's kind of like pushing me away. Like I'm your tits. You're fine. Like you're, you're all right. Um, we go up the steps and I'm like, 
I can't, I'm so proud of you, like big boy. And he's smiley and happy. And this is when, again, I'm losing it. So I'm like, oh, God, this is tough. But he's, he seems happy. And I made him food. And he just kept on, like, trying to go for cookies. I was like, you know what? You can have that. Would you like some crack cocaine? Because I'm sure we could find that somewhere. But whatever my little boy wants, my little boy gets today. I'm, I'm You're getting it all. Um, so, um, and then I was like making him some toast and I was like, I'm so proud of you. You're such a big boy. And just, it was so incredibly emotional, but to see him happy, um, even though he can't verbalize if he had a good time or not, um, to know that he seemed happy, that this was a good day because otherwise he'd be clingy and he'd be upset or emotional and he's very empathetic and he is very sensitive. So I was like, okay. If this is how our first day went, this is a good sign. And I know that this is just the beginning and we're going to be hitting hurdles and there's going to be, there are going to be difficult times, but at least the first time was not traumatic. Well, for, him, for me it was, but for him, he seems okay. And um, the therapy aides, uh, one of them today, she wrote me and she said he was so happy and giggly. Our nanny was like, he was great. And um, I have to, and when I got home again, he seemed overjoyed and happy. So I have to say like, yeah, um, I think, I think, oh God, I don't know. I don't want to say because I don't want to jinx it. I think things might be okay. We're going to also have to have a little bit more contact with the teachers. We don't know the plan, but I think the first week is just more like letting the kids get used to it. I'm going to let them uh, do their thing. Thank God the kid has developed so much that he's totally fine with authority. I'm not, but he is. <laughs> and, uh, he had a little kind of snack box that we had made in and he'd eaten the cookies. He's my kid, the apple and uh, a few bites of his bread. So at least he's eating his water bottle was half like we're okay. And he had all this stuff again. There were no notes in his notebook that gets passed back and forth every day. No phone calls. I'm going to say today was a success. And I do feel, as I said before, completely drained. Um, I didn't, I knew it was going to be hard, but I didn't realize it was going to be this hard. And I didn't realize that I would be, um, just such a Cassandra. And, um, yeah, so I want to say thank you again for everybody who reached out all the private messages, all the emails, and you guys are the best. I couldn't do it without my village. And I, I want to say thank you again so much. And I promise there are going to be a lot fewer, um, Facebook updates about <laughs> the start of school. We've, we've gotten over the really too hard, um, milestones the last couple days. Uh, so stay tuned for me more like, oh my gosh, I drank too much and I said something inappropriate or, oh my goodness, I just bought myself some shoes and they're great, but then I almost died. Um, so there'll be a lot more of that, which, you know, that's fun. Again, thank you so much, uh, for listening and, uh, you know, be nice to each other. It's a tough time. I'm not talking about my personal situation, but we're kind of, we're in a, a bizarre, uh, global situation. I think you all know what I'm talking about. Will Angelina Jolie end up with Brad Pitt? Who knows? No, it's right now. There's a lot of tension in the world and there's a lot of discord. So, you know, be righteous to one another. Um, be kind to everyone you meet because you never know who might be a millionaire. You never know. So no, be kind, be generous, help somebody out. Um, give people a smile. Um, unless they're weird, then don't because they'll follow you home. And again, uh, I hope you all have a wonderful evening. Everybody whose kids are starting school, good luck. And I hope it went well. And, um, you know, 
it's it's tough. It's tough to see time go by, and it's tough to see our little babies who were so dependent on us grow up. And uh, no matter what your situation is, you're doing a great job. Um, I figure if uh, if they're still you know still smiling, sometimes we're doing the best we can do. So again, thank you so much for listening. I hope you all have a wonderful evening. And I guess the only thing I can say now is toodles.